Welcome to the Building Management Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. The world's been imagining an automated home experience for decades, but it's no longer science fiction. The explosion of IoT devices and voice-controlled hubs like Google Home and Amazon Alexa are getting people excited for integrated home systems. But are we at the point where they're truly automated? Here to give us insight on the current state of home automation is Jay Basin, a retired software developer with 15 plus years delivering professional home automation solutions. Jay, how are you doing today? Good, and yourself? I'm doing really well, thanks. Uh, You know, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast to talk to us a bit more about home automation and some of the discrepancies with that term, you know, home automation. That makes it sound like all these systems are connected and completely personalized, but I think there's still some work before we get there. Though I think something that was really integral to even getting to the point we're at now is the explosion of IoT devices. So before we dive into home automation, could you give us a bit more insight on what led to this explosion in IoT devices and how they're linked to automation systems? I think first you have to think about the explosion of IoT devices in general. It started with broadband internet connectivity becoming widely available. Then technology advances in inexpensive sensors and inexpensive computing environments, such as the Arduino and the Raspberry Pi, enabled the explosion in inexpensive IoT devices for the home. You have sleep sensors, weather stations, indoor air quality sensors, intelligent thermostats, Smart appliances, doorbells with built-in cameras and microphones and speakers that can link to a homeowner anywhere in the world. This is just scratching the surface of what's available today. And then finally, through broadband connectivity to the home, these devices could be linked with cloud services to greatly expand on the processing capability of the devices themselves and to interlink these devices with people's smartphones as a user interface. These, in many cases, were devices that never existed before in a home and added new capabilities to an automation system that were very desirable. But integration of these devices with home automation systems is much more problematic. Most are designed to operate on a standalone basis. The Nest thermostat and Ring Doorbell are good examples of this. For popular devices such as the Nest Thermostat, you can find dedicated drivers for different automation systems written by the automation system manufacturers to allow them to be integrated. For the vast majority of IoT devices, the manufacturers won't spend their time and resources to develop drivers. In these cases, a service called IFT, If This Then That, has become the tool of choice for integration. IFT acts as a cloud service middleman. I wrote a shareware module that allows IFT services to be integrated with a Crestron automation system, and I believe there are similar IFT drivers available for other automation systems. IFT has allowed automation systems to inexpensively integrate with a large number of IoT devices. In my own home, for example, I use it to integrate my Weatherflow weather station, and for some function with my Amazon Echoes with my Crestron automation system. Wow. So really, it's like layers on layers of technology. And as it continues to improve, you know, you can connect almost every aspect of your home. And I feel like that is what people 
are really imagining when they think my home can be automated. But I feel like, like I said, there maybe is a disconnect here with how much automation is truly in the home. So do you feel like these systems maybe are still lacking? Automation system side, the biggest issue I see is that automation systems being installed in homes today are nothing more than control systems. You press a button on your smartphone or issue a voice command on your Google Home and a light goes on. These systems don't provide true automation where the system is monitoring actions taken by the homeowner and doing things for them. For example, a smartphone can be used as a location beacon. And when you leave your home, the system can automatically make sure all lights are turned off, turn off all the AV equipment you might have left on, set back the thermostat, and arm your alarm system in away mode all for you. Then when you come home and disarm the alarm system, the automation system will restore the home to its normal temperature, turn on pathway lights at night, and depending on what alarm code was entered, start playing whichever family members just came home's favorite music. In addition, there are also issues of security and maintenance that are lacking, but that is another whole topic. (laughs) Right. So with that automation or lack thereof, Why do you think that is? Because I feel like we have these technologies that can automate all those systems, but perhaps they just aren't completely integrated to that degree. Do you think it's a like a step back in technology that we are lacking the tech to do that? Or do you do you just think it hasn't been commercialized? Automation system providers keep trying to improve their development tools to make software development cheaper. But the bottom line is that custom programming to provide true automation is expensive. What I think is a better way that I haven't seen automation system manufacturers provide is to encapsulate the logic to automate a home into reusable modules. So you could have a single module that, for example, provides energy management for an HVAC system. It would have standard inputs from sensors that could be part of an automation system, such as the outdoor temperature, aspects of the weather forecast, occupancy of the home, and more. It would then optimize the energy usage of the HVAC system. For example, the module could take a trigger when your automation system knows you have left the house and set back the thermostat for you. Or in the spring or fall, it could look at the forecasted high temperature from the weather forecast acquired over the internet and see that it is going to be a warm day. So while you may want the system to warm up the house when everyone in the home is waking up to to get ready for their days, it could then set back the thermostat, knowing that the warming temperature outside means it doesn't have to keep heating the home. Some automation systems might not have all these sensors or families might have different preferences. These could be accommodated by setting options their input to the module. The module could be used over and over again on systems for different homeowners and would be inexpensive for integrators to include in the automation systems they are delivering to customers. I've been writing about this in my blog, and I'm in the process of releasing a set of automation modules on my GitHub for Crestron systems that are free for Crestron dealers to use. There are modules for automation of HVAC systems, lights, ceiling fans, locks, garage doors, and more. These will be up on my GitHub later today, and if dealers don't like the logic I've implemented, they're free to change it as all the source code is included. So when you say module, do you mean 
a sort of generic interface that makes the automation of all these things a little easier to apply? Essentially, yes. The modules each are simply an encapsulated you know, subroutine that can be called as part of the code in an automation system. It's a single drop-in to an automation system, and then you just simply connect it up in the code to the various sensors and to the device that it's being going to automate, such as a light switch, and then let it do its thing. There's very little work involved. It just starts with a normal automation system that is set up as a control system for controlling lights or controlling the, the thermostat for the homeowner. And do you think these modules, if people like them and they catch on, this kind of technology could be brought to the business side of things? Could you see big facility managers for, let's say, you know, market scale here, we work out of the Bank of America Plaza in Dallas. Could you see this giant skyscraper building incorporating a module like this to more fully automate all of these offices and floors? I think so, though the modules would need to fundamentally be different. The way you automate a medium-sized home is very different than the way you automate a very, very large home just because of differences in the way the structure works and the way you want to automate a commercial building would again be different. Though, in fact, very, very large homes that I've worked on automating are actually closer to the way you automate a commercial building than they are the way you have, you know, automate a smaller average size home. Right. And what kind of extra layers of technology or planning need to go into automating a full commercial building? I feel like I feel like the answer might be sort of self-explanatory, but I feel like there maybe are some specifics there that are interesting. You know, when you're automating any building, you have to think about the way the people in the building use it. And what you're really trying to do is make that a better experience for them, you know, and you just have to think also about the scale, you know, when you automate a, a small, medium-sized home for someone, you know, setting back the thermostat, for example, is something that is great to do and it saves the homeowner money. The larger the building, the more thermal lag you have in changing the temperature. So to change the temperature in a commercial building by just a couple of degrees is a big deal and takes quite a bit of time to do. So you don't do that kind of thing. You have to think through that. There are also things that can be done. One of the big things that I think about when I automate my own home and other homes has been safety and building in features that add a great deal of safety to a home. And the things you do in a commercial building are going to be somewhat different again than how you incorporate safety features in a regular residential home. In a residential home, something is like the fire alarm goes off you may want to start flashing exterior lights to allow first responders to more easily identify the home. Commercial building, that's not as big a deal. If you know a Bank of America building has a fire alarm go off, the police are going to know which building that is, and the fire department is going to know which building that is and get there right away. It's not quite the same with, a, uh, you know, with somebody's home in the middle, middle of a subdivision. <laughs> Yeah, I guess with commercial buildings, there's already more of a network and things are things are already probably a little more automated to a degree, or at least the structure is there to build on it a little more easily than with 
a residence, which, you know, trying to connect all the systems in a small, even a large home, you know, there's the structure isn't there. You have to implement everything to make sure that the 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 broadband is is good enough or the bandwidth is large enough to absorb all this information that all the systems are communicating with each other. It's definitely a lot of pieces to juggle. Yes, it is. I was delivering systems commercially to to homeowners. That is the way that I explained what an automation system was, that it was really the hub that allowed all the disparate systems, be it security, be it lighting, be it HVAC, to communicate together and work together in a home. Right. Absolutely. So the next thing I want to touch on is, you know, once we get this automation to the level that we imagine it, right? Everything is connected. It's talking to each other. It knows personalized ways to create an experience for each customer, whether it's a personal home or it's an office building. You know, once we get to that point, I feel like businesses will be able to use that data and to better improve their product. I've already seen this with a lot of other IoT devices where once that connection is implemented, businesses can then look at how people are using their devices, their facilities, and actually turn that into improvement, tangible improvement on their products. Do you think the same could happen here with facility management? If manufacturers were part of the automation systems that were running homes, that there would be a great deal of data that they could gather about the operation of their systems and how they perform that would help them improve their products. Another part of this is also that manufacturers, you know, I keep using the HVAC system as an example, but it is a common system in every home. A manufacturer could monitor the operation of an HVAC system, including the outside temperature and the running time of the system, heating a home in the winter. If that system starts taking longer and longer to heat the home when the outside temperature is remaining steady, then a call to the homeowner could be initiated to set up a service call before the system fails during the middle of a blizzard. You know, this is just one example of a value-added service that a manufacturer could provide. It wouldn't cost them very much and could generate significant service revenue along with loyalty from their customers, all very positive things for the manufacturer. You know, the whole architecture of sensors, automation service, and value-added services for manufacturers has been something I've been thinking about for quite some time. And I think there's, you know, a lot of growth capability in that area. Yeah, I I agree with all that. And more on what you said specifically about, you know, learning how people use the building and thinking about how people use the building and making that the center of the design or the product is, I think, what's going to help propel most industries forward. You know, we had someone on the podcast recently. His name was Brad Grimes, and he came on our Pro AV podcast, and his whole thing was talking about finding human-centered design and making that the priority, whether, you know, you're in the retail industry or hospitality industry or just creating Pro AV solutions. I thought that was really interesting, and I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about here is when you get down to the brass tacks and you're creating the product from scratch, you are considering the human aspect of it immediately. You know, you're not just trying to create a good product. You want a product that can be personalized, that people can use, you know, well, easily and efficiently. Um, So yeah, I, I think that's really 
the most interesting thing to come. There's two aspects of that. There's one aspect of focusing on the users. And these are the people that are, you know, actually using the building on a day-to-day basis, especially in a commercial environment. But there's a second player in that, and that's the building owners and managers. And they, in some cases, have very different goals than the actual people using the building. People using the building want every single convenience and perfect comfort and all of that. The people owning and operating the building, which are obviously another stakeholder in in that, are people that want to make sure that building is running as energy efficiently as possible, and they want to keep their costs of operation down. So there are trade-offs back and forth between those two different stakeholders, which may have similar goals at times, but may have very different goals at other times. And building automation systems need to take both of those stakeholders into account. They want to make the building comfortable for the people actually using it. They also want to make it energy efficient and inexpensive to operate for the people that own the building and have to monitor and think about the costs involved. Yeah, that's that was a whole other aspect, too. I mean, like you said, it's a it's a two sided coin. But if building managers and facility managers are happy and the people actually using the building are happy, then I'd say these providers achieved their goal. So, you know, it's going to be cool to see once these IoT devices really connect, you know, they're already bringing connection, but once you see a connection between all of them and you get home and building automation that is truly automated for a customizable, personable experience, it's going to be really, really neat to see. So thank you, Jay, for coming on the podcast and giving us more information about the current state of automation and where it's still heading. Great. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to your favorite podcasts, articles, and written content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Mm-hmm.